ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce Brian Bilston. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for coming along. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Brian Bilston. So I think I'd start with a, with a show of hands. So who, who here likes football? Put your hands up if you like football. Okay, okay. And so who doesn't like football? Right, okay. Um, if you don't like football, this could be one of the longest hours of your life, um, unfortunately. Um, not least because I've kind of organised this morning a bit like a football game. There's going to be a, going to be a first half um, in which I'm going to read some poems to you. Then we're going to have a little half-time break. And uh, during the half-time break, I'm going to read a few poems. And then, and, then, um, and then we've got the second half. And you'll know that we've got the second half, because that's when I'll be reading poems to you. So uh, I'm going to start. So pretty much all the poems are from uh, this book, 50 Ways to Score a Goal. I'm going to start with a poem that's called Football Is. Football is a wiggle of the hips. Football is a whistle to the lips. Football is late night fish and chips. Football is. Football is an unwritten poem. Football is trousers in need of sewing. Football is days off when it's snowing. Football is. Football is a scrambled goal line clearance. Football is a school bell disappearance. Football is a blind adherence. Football is. Football is a language that's universal. Football is a perfect centre circle. Football's the real thing, not a rehearsal. Football is. Football is a door without need of a key. Football is one thing for you and another for me. Football is whatever you want it to be. Football is. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to... Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so just a kind of bit about me. Um, I'm, uh, I guess, I'm primarily a striker. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a kind of lead, you know, sort of deadly from about six yards out. Um, though I can play on either wing or in, in, in the gap between the, the, the forwards and the midfield. I've got, um, I've got an educated right foot. Uh, it went to Oxford University for three years, uh, studied astrophysics. Uh, my left foot um, actually left school when it was uh, 16, and uh, I've, I've not really seen it since. Um, but I do... Um, like to think I know where the goal is. And here's a poem about that that's called 50 Ways to Score a Goal. Tapping, toe poke, thunderbolt, back heel, nutmeg, sink, stinger, glancing header, miss hit, cross, rebound, blaster, zinger. Little action there. <laughs> Goalkeeping blunder, penalty, curler, side foot, prod, scissors, volley, full and half, scorcher, hand of God. Rocket, drill, fire, lash it in. Bundle, drive, stab, chip. Screamer, belter, slam, caress. Bum, shin, chin, knee, hip. Diving header, outrageous lob. Deflection, quick, free kick. Finesse, stroke, steer, walk it in. Dink, punt, slot, and flick. Be very careful how I pronounce that last line. I've <laughs> been trying to concentrate on that one before. Um, so, uh, any, any, anyone here play football still? Okay, one. We've got one footballer in the audience. <laughs> um, I, it must be said, I don't play as much football now as I used to, and uh, probably my best days were... Uh, my finest hours were mainly at school, in, you know, during school lunch times. Um, and um, uh, I've kind of got a poem about um, how teams would get chosen. I think it's probably, probably no different these days to how it was when I was when I was a boy. Um, so essentially you get two, two kids kind of put themselves forward as team captains. Uh, one of them uh, tends to be the boy or the girl who owns the ball. Um, and then everyone else kind of, kind, of, kind of lines up expectantly waiting to be picked. And um, uh, it, it may surprise you, but um, I was always one of the, one of the last kids to get, get picked. Uh, it's not really affected me too, too much. Uh, I'm, I'm completely, completely over it now. I mean, I, I kind of barely think, think about it these days. I mean, no, no more than you know, every every couple of hours or, or so. Um, 
But my therapist suggested it would be a good idea for me to write, <laughs> to write a poem about the experience as a kind of uh, form of catharsis. So uh, here it is. It's called Pick Me. Pick your brain, pick your nose. Pick your pocket, pick a rose. Pick an apple from a tree, pick a winner. Pick me. Amy. Dan. Varushka. Stan. William. Carrie. Mohammed, Harry. Pick your battles, pick a bone, pick up speed, pick up the phone, pick a scab from your knee, pick your moment, pick me. Ibrahim, Chloe, Alfie, Zoe, Gregory, Nadim, Lisa, Celine. Pick a fight, pick up sticks, pick a herring, pick a mix, pick a lock, set me free, pick at the bunch, pick me. Logan, Daniel, Kelly, Samuel, Samantha, Nick, two left. I'll have Vic. Okay then, Brian. Yippee, I got picked. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not too down, down, sorry. Yeah, I'm, up, I'm about to do the poem now. Yeah, yeah just, just be patient. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm not too, um, I'm not gonna do too distraught about it because I always had uh, someone to play football with when I was little. I had an imaginary uh, friend uh, <laughs> called, called Trevor. He's here with me uh, today. Uh, Trevor, say hello. No need to bow, Trevor. You know, not royalty, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, it was kind of great having, having kind of Trevor around. Um, he's been my imaginary kind of friend now since uh, about the age of four. I used to have another imaginary friend uh, called Tim, um, but he went off to become someone else's imaginary friend, um, which was sad. I don't quite know. You, know. you couldn't make it up, could you? I mean, I just don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm doing the poem now. Um, so... Um, uh, but so here's a poem uh, that's called Trevor, uh, very imaginatively titled, and it goes like this. One of the best things about having an imaginary friend is always having someone to play football with. Trevor never lets me down. He's always happy to go in goal when I want to practice penalties. Whenever I give the ball to him, he'll pass it back and not laugh like the others if I don't manage to control it. The only annoying thing about Trevor is that when he gets called in for his imaginary tea, he takes his imaginary ball with him. Um, I don't know if anyone um, watched the watched the game last night. Anyone see that? See that? It was the, uh, the biggest biggest tournament in the uh, final, the biggest tournament in the university intergalactic super cup. Anyone see that? Can I catch that on the? No. I know. I think you might. Need, it was on kind of extraterrestrial TV. You you may not have uh, you may not have seen it. Um, but it you know it's, if you didn't see it, don't worry because uh, I've got a sort of match report here. Um, kind of fill you in with the details. It's called the Intergalactic Super Cup Final. I like the FA Cup, the Premier and Champions Leagues, and the World Cup. I suppose has a certain prestige, but they're not much to sing about. Mere kick about trifles compared with the Intergalactic Super Cup Final. The tournament takes place every four light years or so, with the brightest stars from each galaxy on show. The games are beamed around space, complete with subtitles. Billions watch the Intergalactic Super Cup Final. This year, the final is being played on Outer Zygon 9, a more distant planet you'd be hard-pressed to find. It takes a space age by Astrobus and far longer to cycle to get to the Intergalactic Super Cup final. And here comes Zubulia in their green and white stripes. They don't wear a kit, they've just got green and white stripes. <laughs> They're playing Tendrilus 12, their keen local rivals, to contest the Intergalactic Super Cup final. What happened to Earth? They played Quatermass Edge and got knocked out in the first round over three legs. Earthlings only have two, even Cristiano and Lionel. Not enough for the Intergalactic Super Cup final. <laughs>
Now, you might have noticed in that stanza, uh, I've, I've rhymed the word final with the word Lionel, <laughs> despite the fact that it's an, it's an obvious reference to Lionel Messi. But actually, one thing I discovered whilst writing, it's quite hard to find enough rhymes, like proper rhymes, for final. So anyway, I hope none of you noticed it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't bring, bring it up. There may also be another slightly dodgy rhyme later. Again, just pretend you've not, you've not heard it, okay? The final itself was an entertaining affair. Tendrilus 12 playing with a tentacled flair, telepathic zubulia, more measured and mindful in an end-to-end -end intergalactic supercup final. With the tension rising, two of the players saw red. The ref must have had eyes in the back of his head. He, he did. <laughs> Into the last minute, the score tied up five all. Who will win the intergalactic supercup final? <laughs> the winner, in added time, was the pick of the bunch, a breathless counter-attack with a quick sucker punch, the tenderless striker getting that last touch so vital to win the Intergalactic Super Cup final. A match out of this world, the fans over the moon, and then, across the galaxies, the stars sang a tune of cosmic togetherness, a heavenly recital to honour the Intergalactic Super Cup final. Here we go. Oh boy, we got to this stage now. Um, right, so um, anyone here? Um, well, actually, none of you. Really, but we've got one, one current footballer in our midst. So amongst the uh, one current football players, we have um, any good at keepy ups? Okay. Uh, have you made it to ten keepy uppies? No. Okay. Anyone else made it? Ever made it to ten? Okay, 20? No? Okay, I, usually, I, usually I'll go on to like say 50, 100 or something, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I, what I thought I'd do now, just kind of um, to mix things up a bit, I thought I would um, kind of have a go myself. My, my own record is four. Um, <laughs> I, uh, well I say it was four, um, I, kind of, I kind of kicked it and it sort of hit my knee and then sort of bounced off a wall in front of me and then sort of smashed me in the face and sort of rolled down my body. So I mean, that roll could have been actually more than four, actually, if I think about it. Um, but one thing I thought I'd have a go at doing this morning, uh, for some stupid reason, is uh, I thought I would try to break my own personal record whilst on stage. And also, not, my own personal, just, not just my own personal record, but um, you know, try and create the world record for the most number of keepy-uppies on stage at the Lebri Poetry Festival <laughs> uh, in July <laughs> on a Sunday morning. So here we go. This is going to go badly wrong. Um, so it's, so for, thankfully the poem is mercifully short. Let's have a go. <sighs> Writing poems about keeping up is very... Oh, see? <laughs> right. Writing poems about keeping up is very difficult, I've found, because you think it's going really well and it ends up on the ground. <laughs> there, that's as, good, uh, that's as good as I'm gonna do. Oh my God, I need to have a sit down now. Um, of course, the world record holder at Keeping Up is, is, uh, is Wonder Kid. Um, and here's a poem about her. Introducing football's latest wonder kid. She's worth 87 million quid. Won the balloon door when she was four. There's rumours she's off to Real Madrid. Since from obscurity she was plucked, she's already lifted the FA Cup. By the age of six, she knew all the tricks. She's world record holder for keepy-ups. She's the youngest ever England recruit. She's the holder of the golden boots, an all-time great, and she's only eight. She can't get past grade three on the flute. Wonder Kid to miss World Cup final shock. Speculation rife. Has she been dropped? Her mum sets things straight. It kicks off too late. She needs to be in bed by nine o'clock. Um, one of the things I, I've not quite given up hope on is, um, 
is playing for England. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know, I'm not quite sure why Gareth Southgate keeps, still seems to kind of keep ignoring me uh, when he picks his squad. I mean, despite all the, uh, despite all the, the, the texts and the emails and the, the letters I write to him and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, his kind of visits to his house, I don't quite know why he called the police that evening, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but yet, yet he still persists with, uh, with Harry Kane instead of me. I don't quite know what it is that Harry Kane might have, you know, kind of above me, uh, you know, beyond, uh, you know, supreme footballing ability and, uh, you know, and all of that. Um, but I've not, not quite given up hope. I think I've maybe got, you know, maybe possibly like two World Cups in me still. Um, but I have started now to kind of look around to see if there's a chance that I might get selected for another country because I'm very keen about playing international football. And um, so I've kind of been looking to see whether I've got uh, a sort of auntie who, who once visited Luxembourg or something. So like a team, a team which doesn't have like a huge amount of people to, to kind of choose from. Uh, and this next poem is all about that in which uh, someone has a kind of similar idea and it's called A Suggestion. Mum and Dad were laughing it seemed as good a moment as any to suggest that we all move to the Faroe Islands. <laughs> I could sense some bemusement on their part and beneath that reluctance, so I fired up PowerPoint and set about things. Did you know, I said, pointing to a picture of a wind farm, that the Faroe Islands is one of the world's leading users of renewable energy? They had no idea, one nil to me. Emboldened, I went on. The average life expectancy in the Faroe Islands, I told them, is 82.24 years. Compare that to the mere 80.96 years we get here in the UK, I said. They nodded encouragingly. 2-0, surely. The next slide contained a photo of a Faroese bus. Did you know, I said, moving in for the clincher, that bus travel in the capital, Torshorn, is completely free? They looked impressed. 3-0. There could be no backing out now. If there are any questions from the audience, I said I would be happy to answer them. Dad piped up. I've heard, he said, there are more sheep on the Faroe Islands than there are people. I nodded. 20,000 more, I told him. Dad must have been doing his own research. This was even better than I thought. Hmm. I see, he said, and I suppose you think, he continued, that if we were to move to the Faroe Islands, this might be your best chance to play international football when you're older. No, I said. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Hadn't crossed my mind once, I said convincingly. Not one single time. Never. No, never. Not at all. No. Absolutely not. No, no, no. No. No, not at all. Nev no, never. No, didn't. No, not once. No, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. They were both eyeing me suspiciously. <laughs> it was time to switch to plan B. I opened up a new presentation. San Marino, I informed them. <laughs> Claims to be the world's oldest republic. There we go. What poem shall I read next? Hmm? You don't know? What? what? You, you'll ask Sandra. Who's Sandra? Your, your imaginary friend. <laughs> you don't have an imaginary friend. No, you can't. You, you, I made you up. You don't have an existence independent to me. Sandra says I'm rude. <laughs> I'm not rude, I just don't know which poem to read next. What's that? <laughs> oh, you think I should read Match Day? Okay. Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> Good suggestion, thank you. Match Day. Match Day tastes different to other days. It tastes of mint humbugs and half-time soup. It can be as bitter as granddad's coffee, as salty as tears or sour like vinegar on bus stop chips. 
but sometimes it's sweet as icing on a cake or a perfectly struck volley. Match day sounds different to other days. It's sirens and roars and rude words and shouts and songs and whistles and silence, but not just any old silence. The kind of silence that exists between the striking of the ball and the rippling of the net. Match day smells different to other days. It smells of intercity trains and local buses, armpits and freshly printed programmes, onions frying in roadside vans. And on the wind, you might catch the scent of anticipation and hope, always hope. Match day feels different to other days. It can be as soft as freshly laid turf. It can be hard like a plastic seat or an uncompromising centre half. It can slip through your fingers like a greasy ball. It can warm you like a scarf. Match day looks different to other days. It wears colours organised by stripes or hoops. It is blurs and sharpened edges, straight lines, curves and shifting shapes. It is gloom and sunshine and floodlit brilliance. You take these pictures home with you. Match day is different to other days. Yeah, match day, it's very exciting. You know, oh, just the, you know, the anticipation, the excitement, the, uh, the disappointment. Um, I'm a Birmingham City fan, so I get, I know, I should feel like I shouldn't have confessed that. Um, yeah, so I get a lot, of, a lot of disappointment. But, you know, match day does, like, really strange things to, to people, um, like players, and have, you know, those players have all those kind of superstitions on match day. You know, like, you get the player who has to put their left boot on before their right boot, or they have to be kind of last out of the tunnel. And, and you know, the spectators themselves are kind of no different. Like when I was, uh, just a couple of years ago, when I was a boy, uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, I was listening to the raid, listening to Birmingham City play away at Luton Town, a little detail there for you. Uh, I didn't need to know that, but I'll throw, throw that in. Uh, listening, to, listening to the game on the radio, and um, I really needed Lou, and uh, I didn't really want to you know, miss, miss much of the game. And uh, so I kind of, kind of ran upstairs quickly to go to the loo. And as I ran upstairs, got about three or four steps up, and I kind of stumbled slightly on the stairs. And at that very moment I stumbled, on the radio like downstairs, I could hear uh, the Radio WM's goal klaxon. And it was, which kind of went like this, going, da -da -da -da, da -da -da, it's a goal. And uh, on the radio it said, um, Birmingham City have just taken the lead away at Luton Town, and um, I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, that happened at the moment I stumbled on the stairs. And um, so later that afternoon, I think the game's tied like two all, and uh, about five minutes to go, and I kind of thought, well, you know, it kind of worked in the first half. I wonder, I wonder what might happen. So, um, so I decided to kind of, kind of run up the stairs, but this time kind of deliberately stumble on the stairs, and, and sure enough, as I did that, goal clacks and went again, da -da -da -da, did its goal, and uh, Birmingham City had taken the lead, 3-2, and we won that game 3-2, I think largely due to my own efforts. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so having kind of discovered that, I then uh, spent the next maybe 25 to 30 years uh, <laughs> deliberately stumbling up staircases whenever they were playing, and it never worked again. Never works again, uh, sadly. Um, although I did end up in A and E four or five times, so don't, don't, don't try that at, at home. Um, but um, yeah, I have got another superstition though, and I need a prop for this one. Here it goes. It's my lucky bobble hat. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not superstitious, but I always wear my lucky bobble hat to every match. One time we scored this amazing goal, quick throw in, a few passes, moving through the gears, then all of a sudden, the old one-two, back of the net, keeping no chance, bish, bash, bosh. Just like a sharp knife slicing through an overripe avocado it was. I, I don't really like avocado, but I I'll save that story for another day. And what did I just happen to have on my head at the time? That's right, you guessed it. Now, I'm not saying my bobble hat was the reason we scored. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. But you can't deny I was wearing it, nor say the goal wasn't brilliant. And that's why you'll always see me wearing my lucky bobble hat on match day. 
Sometimes I wonder what might happen if I forget it. If word got out, I expect the players wouldn't even bother to emerge from the tunnel. That's why I also make sure I've got my lucky conquer in my pocket too. <laughs> you can never be too careful. Not that I'm superstitious. There we go. So we're approaching half time. Uh, the ref's looking at his, uh, at his watch. We've got time for one, one quick poem before the half time interval. Um, actually, it's a poem about a referee uh, who also happens to be my dad. Uh, and it's called A Cautionary Tale. My dad's a referee. It can make life very hard. It can barely last five minutes without reaching for a card. He dishes them out at dinner. He serves them up with tea. He writes my name down in his book. He does this regularly. He finds a way to caution me, no matter the situation. I dived onto the sofa once, got a card for simulation. <laughs> He's a stickler for the rules. He's unbending, mean and stringent. I'd like to let my hair grow long, but he booked me for infringement. <laughs> Gets worse. <laughs> That's this one. I didn't eat my cabbage salad, and he waved a card at me for denying an obvious coleslawing opportunity. <laughs> I still consider that the finest line I've ever written in, in all of my poems. Um, I get yellow cards every day. They're not easy to prevent. And when I tell him it's not fair, he books me for dissent. At least he's never sent me off. I must be grateful, I suppose. And it seems to make him happy. He whistles everywhere he goes. Okay. Well, well done. We made it to half time. That's brilliant. Um, it's not easy, is it? It's, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough game that we've uh, found ourselves in. Um, thought I might use this opportunity just to say a kind of few words to you all, and uh, you know, just just some things we can maybe work on for the second half uh, of proceedings. Um, now, now, now down, down the left here, uh, you're kind of doing okay. You're doing all right. Um, but, you know, really, I need a, bit, a little bit more from you in the second half. Uh, you, know, you know, unfortunately, you know, the, the jokes aren't going to come to you. You've got to go out and find them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now, here, here on the right, I saw some, some lovely moments. I saw, um, I, I, saw the, I saw one of you, one of you kind of frowning and then looking at somebody else who kind of, kind of grimaced. And that was quite a... <laughs> That was quite. That was quite a lovely, a quite a lovely moment. But I just need a little bit more, a little bit more kind of focus from you in this next half. Maybe just a little bit less kind of napping and uh, kind of the snoring in particular is is kind of putting me off. Um, yeah, and, and stand the centre very much the uh, very much the spine, the spine of the audience. Uh, doing brilliantly. You, you kind of you're competing for all of those laughs and uh, uh, do, doing kind of really well. The only thing I the only thing I'd say to you is you just need to kind of, you know, get your heads up a bit more in the second half, if you can. Uh, so if you kind of find yourself, you know, about, about to laugh, kind of look up and try and pass that laughter on to the rest of the, <laughs> to the, rest of the team, if you could. You know, there's some, there's some, some people here who barely, barely cracked a smile all morning. <laughs> so just a kind of few, few things to kind of work on. Um, uh, what, does anyone, would anyone like a half-time Satsuma? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't actually have any, but um, I do have a poem about, uh, about that. It's called Halftime Satsuma. Oh, how I love to consume a Satsuma. A Satsuma a day leads to good humour. I would wrestle a lion, a tiger or puma for one sweet bite of a juicy Satsuma. Oh, how I love to consume a Satsuma. I would risk the revenge of cruel Montezuma or praise it in song with the viola and tuba for one luscious segment of a juicy satsuma. Oh, how I love to consume a satsuma. I would travel the world to Belgium or Cuba, Pakistan, Chile, Guatemala, Bermuda for one single taste of a juicy satsuma. Oh, how I love to consume a satsuma. Did I mention that before? It's true, not a rumour. 
the fruit beloved of the poet and crooner, on account of it being far easier to rhyme than the orange. <laughs> The other thing I thought I'd do, just kind of quickly, is um, you know sometimes it's good at half time to kind of just clear your head. And um, uh, I thought what I could do is you know maybe we could just kind of just forget about football just for a few minutes, and I could read you just a couple of I don't know maybe kind of uplifting poems to send us into the second half. You know, without without kind of minds minds emptied, and that we can you know kind of renewed enthusiasm and vigour for us all. So I thought I'd just try and find a couple of uh, a couple of more uplifting poems uh, from another book. Nothing to do about football. Um, okay, I'll, maybe I'll try this one. Um, sounds quite sounds quite uplifting. It's called Frisbee. Uh, so that's yeah, sounds that sounds good, doesn't it? So I'll read that one. Uh, Frisbee whizzing through the air, above our heads, over the sand, into the water, onto the waves, out to sea. You cried a lot that day. Frisbee was a lovely dog. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know the. I didn't know the poem was going to go in that direction. Um, I didn't know Frisbee was going to go in that direction. To be honest. Um, never mind. Um, right, let's try. Let's find. That didn't work, did it? Um, wasn't the uplifting poem I was hoping for. Let's try another one. Too rude, <laughs> too depressing, weird. Um, oh, okay, okay, maybe this one. Um, it's, a poem, it's a poem about love, I think. So, and you know, we all need we all need a bit of love in our lives. Nothing, nothing more uplifting than to, to you know than to be loved. It's a it's a poem it's called "Love Is a Skin." Love is a skin that protects you, a warmth that spreads from the tips of your fingers to your heart. Sorry, not love, glove. <laughs> I meant glove. I'm not sure those worked really, they weren't, they weren't quite the uplifting poems I was hoping for. Um, I think we just need to just get back out there for the second half and just power our way through it as best we all can. Um, okay, and hopefully we can we can all get out of here without you know being too humiliated. At least you you can. Um, okay, start the second half. I'm on the transfer list. It's pointless to resist. I'm moving on. I'll soon be gone. I don't think I'll be missed. The time has come, I know. They need to let me go. I take up space. I'm out of place. I'll leave in half a mo. It's deadline day today. Suppose I'm on my way. My face don't fit, so on with it. It's clear that I can't stay. D-Day midnight twist. I'm off the transfer list. I packed my bag, but mum and dad said, where do you think you're going at this time? Come and have a nice cup of hot chocolate. Um, so uh, we've we've heard from um, from you know Trevor today and uh, a little bit from Sandra, but there's one uh, there's one other person up here uh, that we've not really heard from today. And that is of course the the ball itself. Um, you know we we often used to kind of um, post match interviews where we hear the players talking and the managers and coaches and sometimes the referees, but we rarely hear from the figure that's at the centre of all the action, the, the football. Uh, so I'd like to kind of put that straight if I could um, this, this morning uh, with this next poem. It's called A Ball Speaks Out. <laughs> well, officer, I was just sitting there, minding my own business, relishing my roundness and thinking about the spherical nature of my existence, when this fellow runs up to me and whack! Yeah, that's right, in the park it was. Last Saturday afternoon, about three o'clock it must have been. 
Anyway, then all these other fellows joined in and they're running around and kicking me all over the place. They're shouting and screaming and I'm pinging around like there's no tomorrow. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm a bull, I'd have the bruises to prove it. I was feeling pretty pumped up about it all, I can tell you. Thanks for turning the page. What's that, officer? No, I didn't really get to see what they looked like. One of them was wearing gloves, though. Thought he was about to rescue me. Picked me up, he did, and stroked me. Then, just as before, whack. This went on for about 90 minutes. The lengths people go to to get their kicks. Demoralising, it was deflating. Didn't think I'd ever come round. Anyway, officer, I hope you find them. I know you won't let me down. Uh, on, the, on the subject of uh, kind of post-match interviews, I've uh, decided to kind of declare war on, uh, on the footballing cliché. Um, I can't, it just, they drive me mad, these footballing cliché. I mean, you know, I can't tell, I mean, they just make, you know, they make me feel, I guess, as, like, as sick as a parrot, they really do, uh, whenever I hear them. You know, I think if I could get rid of footballing clichés, I'd, uh, I'd, be, I'd be over the moon about that, <laughs> completely. You know, I would, be the, uh, I would be the poet going home happy with three points in the bag um, if I could just get rid of them. But I have written a poem about footballing cliches in which I take some common ones and try to subvert them. It's called The War on Cliché. How refreshing it would be if football managers were to take it three games at a time and regard the season ahead not as a marathon but a sprint I would love to hear about a player who could walk his socks off and give it 107%, demonstrate a slow turn of pace, or find himself guilty of a schoolboy achievement. Some games should be five-pointers or have nil-nil spoken all over them. More needs to happen late doors, and home goals should count double. I believe the time has come for form books to be thrown in through windows. Just for once, I would like to talk about the comedy of the cup or away fixtures that are potential apple skins. <laughs> and we should never forget that football is a game of 96 minutes, if you include time added on. Or, should it happen to go into extra time, a game of four halves. There we go. Now, we're, we're reaching that stage of proceedings where, uh, you know, I think... We're just, you know, we're, we're, we're beginning to lag a little bit. Uh, we're getting a bit tired. Our, our sides in particular are very tired from all the laughing that we've been doing, aren't they? I know mine are. And um, so I thought what, what would be quite a good idea now is, is for us to have a little bit of a sing-song. And um, I, was, uh, I was very, very lucky to be uh, asked by the producers of uh, the Match of the Day programme uh, a few years ago, if I could uh, write some lyrics to accompany the famous uh, kind of theme tune there. And you, you, hopefully you've had them handed out amongst all of you. Now, I thought we could have, it, have a go as a group, like Sunday morning singing. People do that in the church, so I don't see why we can't do that here. Um, so um, let's, let's give it a go, see how we get on. Uh, this, is, this is a new thing for me, which I encourage audience participation, which, uh, so please don't let me down on this one. Um, we'll, we'll see how, we'll start with the standard version. Um, hopefully most of you will know, know the tune. The lyrics are quite complex, um, but I hope you, you might kind of pick them up as we, as we go. Uh, so start with the standard version. I'll count, uh, I'll count, I'll count, I'll do it on the count of three, I think, like one, two, three, and, okay. And then we'll go and please join me in this. So here we go, standard version. Everyone got a song sheet there? Okay. One, two, three. Da 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 But there's more tests to come. Okay. 
Now we know for the loud version. So, you know, get those lungs working with this one. So it's, remember, it's the same tune. The lyrics are, are kind of similar. It's just a little bit louder, to be honest. That's the, that's the trick with the loud version. Okay, after three again. One, two, three. Da 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 yeah, let's let's give that a go. Let's give that a go. Yeah, these are slightly different lyrics, so you might it might take you a while to get into this, but um, we'll do our best. Okay, after three. Very good. Good apart from the laughing at the end. So, you know, I, I, uh... Now, of course, the biggest challenge is version number four. Um, but I, I, feel like you, I feel like you're up to this. So I, I thought maybe we could, we could mix things up a little bit with this version. So um, how about uh, maybe we could divide it into, into three parts. Um, uh, people on the, on the left, if you take the first two lines... And then on the right, the next two. Down the center here, um, you take the following two, and then we all come in for the, for the final bit, okay? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I, will, I will point when you, you know, to the different sections when we go. Okay, ready? Oh, that's brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you, you were a little bit out of tune, that last one. Um, but apart from that, that was, that was great. That was really good. Um, any, uh, any Manchester City fans? Oh, one Manchester City fan. Uh, Liverpool? One all. Chelsea? Ooh, three. Tottenham. <laughs> okay. Lebury Town. No Lebury Town. That's disgraceful. Uh, Birmingham City. Trevor, why don't you have your hand up? What? You don't support them anymore. What do you mean you don't support them anymore? What? You support Sandra's team now. What team's that? Aston Villa. <laughs> you, you can't support Aston Villa. You're, you're a Birmingham City. They're, they're our rivals. What? Look, we're going to have to have a few words after this event. Yeah? Just, just, I'm, just, I'm really sorry about that. Um, right, okay. Uh, well, here's a poem about football teams. Um, it's called In Pursuit of Glory. And it's written for the Ledbury Town fans in the audience. <laughs> My friend's a loyal Chelsea fan. He has been for two weeks. Before then, it was Liverpool until that losing streak. He used to follow Real Madrid, Man City and Man U, Barcelona, Spurs and Arsenal, to mention but a few. I support my local team. They'll never be much good. Bottom of the football league. I'd change them if I could. But no, alas, it's too late now. They've gone and stole my heart. Perhaps the glory days will come. A goal would be a start. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, been, I've often wondered about what it was that started my obsession with football. I think it all dates back to my school days. Um, I went to a school that was um, just a kind of it was just sort of football mad. The head teacher, she was, she was just, you know, all she could, all she could talk about was football, to such a degree that she formed, she formed a, a, a football team amongst the teachers, 
um, and I've got their names here in this book. Um, in goal, there was Finn Gatipsave. Um, the defence was either Dodgy Ankle, Ron out of steam, Serge Forward and Terry Ball Tackle. Uh, midfield was Earl E. Bath, Lou Scannon, uh, Evan Lee Strike and Vince Perfect Pass. And up front was Ed the Ball and Nicolas Minute Winner. So, um, so you can see what I was up against. And I, um, I make no apology for all those puns. I enjoyed writing them. Um, <laughs> And I actually uncovered one of my old uh, school reports the other day, and it gives you, it gives you a, a kind of taste of what it was I was confronted with. I really had no choice but to, but to get into football. So end of term report uh, uh, for maths, uh, good progress, has now mastered addition, 45 plus 45 equals 90, etc. Created some lovely triangles in midfield, needs to work on narrowing angles when in goal. Physics, really beginning to make waves. Some great strides with the momentum and acceleration. Next term, we'll be focusing on how to bend a free kick. English language. His post-match interview skills are obviously coming on. He just obviously needs to make sure he says the word obviously enough in general conversation. <laughs> obviously. English lit, uh, lacks concentration. His de defensive mix-up with some of his teammates at the end of last term became a right comedy of errors. Geography, poor spatial awareness, goes missing during games. Looking forward next term to seeing his work on cities, once we've finished our topic of Uniteds. <laughs> History, terrific knowledge of former FA Cup and World Cup winners, but needs to work more on his understanding of late 19th century Paraguayan football. <laughs> chemistry, generally showing good chemistry with teammates, some wonderful work in the lab, the football he created out of polyurethane polymers was excellent. <laughs> Biology seemed on track with his work on diet and nutrition. Getting hold of his essay on overstretched muscles is proving to be quite strain. <laughs> Modern language is hopeless. He still only knows a few words and phrases. La Liga, Libero, Balloon Door, Rabona. Woodwork hit five times in total last term. <laughs> needs to be more careful with his shot placement. Overall comments, a mixed report, but with some encouraging signs. I hope to see you go forward next term and make progress with your goals. Uh, I mentioned before that I'm predominantly a, a striker, but I have had occasions in my life where I've been forced to kind of go in goal and um, it never really kind of ends. Particularly well for me, I can't really, you know, I'm kind of hopeless at catching uh, and uh, I'm just kind of all, all over the place, really. Um, but here's a poem that I wrote actually whilst, whilst being whilst in goal during one game, and it's called, uh, it's called Back of the Nets. I've been counting the holes in the back of the net. I'm on 103 and I've not finished yet. Who would have thought there'd be so many holes? I count them whenever I let in a... been counting the hole in the back of the net. I've seen fewer holes in a Swiss cheese baguette. The number so far totals 208. Here's another attack. Oh, it's too late. I've counted 300 holes in the back of my net. I'm writing it down in case I forget. It's a full-time job. The task is immense. The net's got more holes than my team's defence. 406, I think that's the lot. A tapestry of holes held together with knots. And now, in my bed, to help me to sleep. I've begun counting holes when I used to count sheep. <laughs> what I really needed in front of me that day was a player like Dangerous Dave Damage. I don't know if you know Dangerous Dave Damage. Here's Dangerous Dave Damage for you. Dangerous Dave Damage from Dagenham East is a brute of a man, half defender, half beast, a miswired fuse box. He often sees red and at night tucks his dollies into his bed. <laughs> Dangerous Dave Damage from Dagenham East, destroyer of shin bones, deranged fowler in chief, 
early bath scrubber, king of the sin bins, wears his nan's pinny when making his dindins. <laughs> Dangerous Dave Damage from Dagenham East, five-time winner of player I'd like to play against least, the scourge of referees, psychopathic leg cipher. He's hiding in his bedroom from a wee spider. There we go. <laughs> right, we're nearly there. I think we've got time for one, one more poem, or possibly two. Um, it's about, might be about time to call on the substitute. It's a poem that's called On the Bench. I sit here when it's pouring down. I sit here when it's snowing. I sit and watch the game go by, the grass beneath me growing. I sit here when we're 3-0 up. I sit here when we're drawing. I sit and watch us getting thrashed nearly every Sunday morning. Sometimes I'll go and stretch my legs, wave my arms to grab attention. But most, I sit and wait and hope. I get to play before my pension. <laughs> Hang on, one of our players is down. I'm coming on, this could be it. There's only two minutes left to go. Just time for a quick hat trick. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> that's pretty much it, other than just to uh, announce um, some of the scores from the other events that have been going on uh, this morning. Uh, from the other games, um, so just uh, you might be interested to hear these. Um, so here we go: Premier Shield Cup Trophy Championship League Two, uh, Everton eight, Everton nil, uh, Grimsby nil, not quite so Grimsby one, Motherwell one, yes she is thanks three, Sheffield Wednesday one, see you Thursday two, Barcelona nil. Reunited, four. <laughs> and earlier in today's local derby, it finished Derby 1, Derby 1, and Derby won that one, 5-4 on penalties. <laughs> um, and then just got the results from the Ice Cream Premier League. Aston Vanilla, nil. Rotherham and Raisin, three. <laughs> Strawberry Town, one. Nottingham Toffee, nil. Intermagnum, two. Chocolate Athletic, nil. Mint Choc Chip United, one. West Bromwich Ice Lolly 2, Accrington Sorbet 1, Middlesbrough 99 with a flake on top, and the match between FC Calippo and Real Cornetto was postponed due to a frozen popsicle. <laughs> and that's it. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>